briefest of glances can start the biggest romances. Our eyes were doing the dances and they were making advances. When our eyes met, I was like, hey, now I bet that joke could be the one. Are you the one? Hello, and welcome back to the Boom Boom Room, your premiere Are You the One podcast. I'm your expert, Taylor, and fuck Labor Day. Say thank you to the laborers of this country. It's a fucking day when I have to work harder to do basic goddamn shit. We have to put in labor. <laughs> um, I'm your other co-host, and it makes me wonder, do you think slaves are included in, like, the quote-unquote laborers of this country? Because I feel like they deserve their own holiday. Just like a, th- a thank you and sorry holiday. Like a slaver's day? Oh, no, not the... <laughs> Sorry, a, a slaver's... That's every day in America, Taylor. Hashtag when's white history month. <laughs> uh, hashtag more like alt-white. Um, okay. <sighs> I'm just so exhausted. Like, already. Oh, man. I mean, we've been trying to record this episode for days. Uh, and I've only managed to actually sit down and do it now, like, the last possible minute on Labor Day. Yep. So we're starting in a normal place finally, which is the post matchup ceremony. And we're starting out with Bria, Kenya, and some other chick in the confessional. And they all hate Zach. Bria's like, I'm over Zach. And my question is, is she though? Like, because if she is, I'll be fucking ecstatic. I just don't believe her. I was going to, like, it almost seemed for a second like she's going to manage to bounce back from crazy. And that would be kind of fun, honestly, to get to meet a not crazy Bria for just half a second. No, but here's the thing, is she wouldn't bounce back from crazy. I legitimately thought, like, her getting over Zach is just going to be her obsessing over a new guy. Oh, that's a pretty reasonable guess. Yeah, no, you're right. That's, that's like, the um, best case scenario, essentially, for how this goes for Bria. But instead, we get just Bria twerking on everyone, and them having some faux lesbian kisses, which is so fucking 2009, and, like... I'm just, and I, I, you know, you're an exception to the rule, Taylor. You know I love you, but I fucking hate straight guys. Because literally all Bria had to do was grind her ass on people, make out with other women, and they're like, oh yeah, she didn't just try to physically attack a dude. Like, <laughs> she's so fun and wild. <laughs> I hate them. I hate everyone in this house. I'm done. I'm done with the show. I'm done with this fucking season. I'm done. What I'm really amazed at, honestly, is that Zach was actually jealous of Bria slutting it up a little bit. Like, I guess he's just so consistently a piece of shit. This is him being a piece of shit in a different way than I was anticipating. (laughs) Um, I liked that Samantha wouldn't kiss Zach. Not because she didn't want to kiss Zach, which would have been the right reason, but because she didn't want to kiss Zach in front of Bria, which is a right reason, but not the right reason. Well, and now you stumbled onto the part of the evening where Zach is a piece of shit in exactly the way I thought he was going to be a piece of shit, where he just tries to kiss someone out of revenge. Um, And I so love that he gets shut down. Well, I just thought it was really funny that A, she wouldn't kiss him. And B, that she, like, explained her reasons why in front of Lewis, like, together. And they weren't oh, great I reasons. I love that her and Lewis are friends, because she's just so entirely uninterested in him. This is the season of boy-girl friendships, and I am living for it. I do love that Lewis, though, still thinks that they might be a match. I don't even think he, like, truly... I think he believes that they're not automatically not a match. Like, she seems to think so. But I don't think he would ever be like, oh yeah, me and her are a match. I mean, he said that to her, and I don't think it was... Like, everything Lewis says is a joke, but I don't think it was a joke, you know? Are you flushing a toilet? Where are you? I was taking a drink. My mouth got super dry. It was hurting. Okay, so now can I talk about the fact that Shamoy can get it? Yeah. Like... Like, when he first was on screen, like, he was okay. Like, you know, he's not as conventionally attractive as the other guys, like, in the face, I'm gonna say. But we always knew he had a rockin' bod underneath that. But I did not know just how rockin'. Like, because I've only gotten to see him in glimpses is the other problem. And 
I think truthfully what's happened is his hair and his body remind me so much of Maui that every time they would cut away from him, I would replace him with like <laughs> a life-sized imita- like animated imitation of Maui. And I don't know. And like like the seeing like the long strip of just him and Maria talking in the bathroom. Um I think that's racist. It's not. He does look like Maui. Like he just does. Does he? Like, I think he does too, but I'm not convinced it's not just because I don't know that many Hawaiian people. I mean, he has the big hair. Oh, I don't know if this is the right Shamoy. He's not as big as Maui. I'll give him that. I mean, Maui's a fucking cartoon. Like, right. Um, are you nobody could be. Nobody could be. Nobody can look like him. Like, and that's the thing is like his face doesn't actually look that much like Maui's. It's really just the hair and the skin tone, which I suppose is racist, and the tattoo. It's just that he's Hawaiian. I think the other problem is that as compared to Maria, he looks fucking gigantic. (laughs) But seeing him just compared to a bunch of like other ripped guys, I'm like, oh, he's not actually that big. So another thing is like for me in my head, he was very large, like very large. But that's just in compared to Maria. So I want to talk about the scene with them where they try and sow like the seeds of maybe they're not a perfect match. When in reality, it's just a really awkward scene. uh, It's a really awkward scene of them like almost getting sexy in the shower, but then not because there are cameras everywhere and it's really awkward. Like, that was so (laughs) clearly one thing voiced over with another. Right. And it's just, it's so clear, like, A, there are cameras everywhere. B, neither of them are like the like, oh, let's just have sex right away kind, it seems like. They both have this sort of like middle school nervousness that's super fucking cute. Totally. Like, I loved it, and I love them. But, like, Maria at one point made eye contact with the camera. Like, she looked into the lens from inside the shower stall and was like, no fun can be had here. Yeah, basically. Right, which is like, so reasonable. Like, even if they decided to keep their bathing suits on and do like, hey, we're so shy, like, fun little thingamajig. Like, they couldn't even do that because there was a guy just standing there watching them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, eventually it did switch to, like, one of the overhead cameras. <laughs> but it's so, like, a surveillance camera and a guy with a camera on his shoulder and maybe a sound mixer behind him is such a different thing. Oh, it is. Like, you go into the Boom Boom Room, like, you know there are cameras in there, but it's so different than a guy sitting in the corner. (laughs) Can we go to the next day? Hi, I'm Jeff, and I'm here to watch you guys fuck. Uh, Just pretend I'm not here. Just have fun. Go at it, kids. No! (laughs) Jeff? Jeffrey? Yes, we can. So, the next morning, Asia wakes up Lewis with, um... (laughs) Breakfast, right? That's that day. Oh, yeah, at 8 a.m. She wakes him up and asks him if he wants it now or wants it later. Oh, my God. She's... (laughs) I love her. It was really sweet, and it was really nice of Lewis to, like, get up, even though, like, obviously he didn't want to. Uh, Except he doesn't like her. So we get a quick cutaway to Brett and Callie. Um... And it's just a really cute moment where they're talking about, like, stupid shit. Like, it, it, it's specifically Callie talking about her spicy poops. Oh, God. Which I, which I think is a really great moment just to see that they, they, they really are opening up with each other. Uh, being that sort of real with each other that uh, you're not with people when you're starting a relationship. Yeah, no, they were cute. Um, and then Brett drops that he had three surgeries. And I think... Bada bing, bada boom, we're about to unlock his sob story. But nope, nope. he reveals it's ACL, ACL, and then some other thing. I didn't, I, as soon as I heard ACL, I lost interest. Ha! <laughs> That's so mean. I just, I wanted, I, I don't care about your surgeries if it's not a sob story. <laughs> um, I mean, it could be if he was like very big into sports. He's fine. Yeah, he is. But the jeans where he's missing, like, the foot above and the foot below both of his knees were super hot. I'm just so into fucking that hobo look. 
I did not notice and probably would not agree. <sighs> I know. Um, and so then we go into Tevin and Asia talking. Yeah. And they and, seem to get along well. Well, I, I have a thought that maybe Tevin, Asia, Lewis, and Kenya is the show's first polyamorous perfect match. Mm. It's all four of them. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I would be giggling if I didn't just shove McDouble in my face. God damn it, you're eating during this? Fuck you, I have Chipotle that I've been holding off on. You I just needed to take one bite. It's I waited literally an hour in the drive-thru for this fucking burger. Oh, and you couldn't fucking wait till after my goddamn joke. I didn't think it was going to be as funny as it was. It was a good one. Oh, it was so good. And now the fucking people at home think it wasn't funny. God, fuck you. No, I'll, I'll leave this in for them and implicate Thanks. myself. Unfair good. that way. Um, and then Tevin makes such a genuine mistake because he just says, like, Kenya topped him off. And, like, then he sees Asia's face and he goes from looking very casual and relaxed to looking frightened. Like... He clearly did not mean to start shit. He was not trying to start shit. He just legitimately thought either the guy he thought she was with or her best friend would have told her. Yeah, I mean, I'm not 100% sure how much I believe in Tevin's innocence, but I do genuinely believe he wasn't at, like, fucking Nick levels of, like, manipulating, that it was, at best, a poor decision in the moment. Yeah, for me, what did it was just the the change of, like, his demeanor. It wasn't like he, he was, like, and even the cutaways, he wasn't, like, at all happy or even, like, oh, well, whatever, like, who cares? He was very much just, like, I'm gonna fucking get murdered for this. I honestly, Like, he seemed afraid of the blowback that was gonna come towards him. When I saw it, I felt it was, like, him trying to reveal that information initially to curry favor, and then when he saw her reaction, it was like, oh, this did not work like I thought it would. We're yeah. like, oh, she's mad, like, all okay. around. Like, this isn't getting me laid, is it? Shit. Like, I started shit. I just hoped it would make her like me. Um, That's honestly how I felt it went. I get that. And again, Tevin and Asia just proved to me that this is the season of girl-boy friendships. That or they're actually a match, which would be quite a twist, wouldn't it? It would be. If Asia and Tevin were the perfect match. It wouldn't shock me. I could go for that. Sure, why not? I could too. Um, I want to. Oh no, 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 no! Because then we got one of my favorite fucking montages from Miss Asia, <laughs> where she's so fucking mad that they didn't tell her that she goes and tells every other individual in the house. She's just like, and then she did this, and then he did this, and isn't that fucked up? Yeah. Like, yeah and i so get it like it's just she's mad and she wants to talk about it and she doesn't want to talk about it with them yet so and there's a very limited number of people in this house so she just gets through all of them so when she first like stormed off i initially like rewound and was gonna write down who it was that she was going to tell because it sounded like she was gonna go tell like that she had like a beef with two specific people and next thing i know we're like going from room to room telling everybody we see and i'm like oh it doesn't matter she told all of them, everybody yes like I, it was great um oh, it was such also, a weird you know, reaction says, to it i super get it i understand though like i like, i get it but like girl like what do you actually want to have happen in this situation I, but I, that's the thing is I don't think she, like her telling people is to try and get anything. I think it's literally just her way of working through her emotions about it. Yeah. Um, and of course she says, I'm not mad that they did it. I'm mad that they kept it a secret from me, which I, I always, when people say that, I'm like, how much of a percent is that of true? Like if they had told her when it happened, would she have been like, oh, that's fine? Or would she have been like, you know, I'm a little fucking pissed, but like, whatever, I get it. I know I don't have the right to be pissed. Or would it have been the same thing? It, I think it would it's, have been the same, but different. It almost always is. Like, I don't know. Sometimes it's really interesting. Like, I don't know. I just, I, whenever people say that, I'm always, I always wonder how true they are about that. And I wish there was a way to see. Fair enough. So, we move on to the date. Well, no, we move on. So, oh. so Terrence arrives next. 
and he brings oh his fate button with him. Um, and my first thought, of course, was, boy, would it be boring to do a challenge right now? Because <laughs> Newt's uh, smacking a button is so much more exciting. Oh, God, I'm glad she decided just... fate, except uh -huh. fate decided fate. Why do they hit the button, Aubrey? Because it makes them feel involved. I just can't accept that as a reason. Why do they fucking put their hands on the pad to lock in their perfect matches? It's all for the fucking illusion that they have some fucking power in this house that is controlled by fucking executive producers. I guess. Can I talk about the date now? Well, no, because we need to talk about who gets picked. Well, that's, that's what talking about the date is, Taylor. No, It's talking about what kind of date it is and who's going on it. I don't, I don't, for me, the date begins when we're on the date. This is all, no, for, this is all part oh, of for, the, the fate button ceremony, which would formally be the challenge. See, but that's like, too like, short for it to be its own thing. For me, the date starts once Terrence walks in. We're in like the date section of the show. No, I disagree with that. Well, it doesn't really fucking matter. Like, I mean, just, can I talk about the next part? Sure. Who goes into the, who goes into the date? Okay, so it is Shamoy and Lewis. Mm -hmm. um, and will it be Maria? And will it be Maria? Or will it be Asia? It's Maria and Lauren. Okay, but I, for the longest time, did not know it was Lauren. Because they completely got, like, it was Maria. Oh, they never said her name. Yeah, they didn't say her name. They barely even showed her. Like, right at the last second, I was like, wait, who's number four? Who's the blonde? And then we're on the date, and they still don't introduce her until nope. at one point Lewis just casually mentions her name, and that is when I get to find out who went on this date with Shamoy and and what's her face Maria. It was, it was great. They weren't even uh, pretending she was relevant. No, and honestly, like Lewis only got his name put on there because a he's a major player of the show, and b because even on the date he was fucking cracking jokes. He was funny. Um. But so the date activity is horseback riding. That's cool. Um, and right off the bat, Lauren's like, oh, I've ridden horses my whole life. I'm from West Virginia. I own horses. And as this is happening, I'm like, she's going to get murdered by a horse. She's going to fall off a horse. <laughs> she's going to get trampled by a horse. Like the only reason the producers would like that, that or she is literally going to ride this horse and save a child from a burning building. Like, it's one of the two extremes, because otherwise we would not get this much footage about this chick whose name did not even get put up on the screen, <laughs> explaining how much she has experience with horses. Oh, that's a really good point. I somehow didn't pick up on that the first time. Yeah, and then she fucking falls off it. Which was such a boring plot point, too. Like, they, and, they um, Oh my god. The, the fucking, I'm sorry, I'm sorry for cutting you off, but the artificial bullshit of Lewis being like, oh, she fucking fell off the horse, I should go see if she's alright, and she's just like, well, Lewis is so sweet, I fell off, and he came over and he helped me up, like, maybe he's my perfect match. Like, fucking no, he's not. Like, you two have never talked. He helped you up from the ground like any fucking decent human being would. Like, Maria was also there. Is she also maybe your fucking perfect match? Did he even help her up, though? Because I believe her exact words were, thank you for getting off of your horse. Horse. Right, no, that's the thing. Is Maria got off the fucking horse to help her up. So <laughs> Lewis just fucking walked over and was like, Are you okay? It's like, she was like, Yeah. Like and then something. he was like, Oh, you fell real sexy, like. And she's like, ah, Are we a perfect match? <laughs> no, no, you're fucking not. What a contrived, <laughs> fucking pointless plot. And it cut. Ah, I'm gonna rant about this later when it comes back, Taylor, because it does come back. Oh, we need to get more Lauren impersonations out of you. I hope she says more things. I hope she becomes more relevant so I can get more of that accent from you. Just so oh, fucking Christ. bad. Um, so everyone's voting for Shamoy and Maria at this time. And I really like Shamoy and Maria. But I had this thought of, like, it's too easy. Like, they get along way too well. Everybody's voting for them. I was like, I don't... I was like, I... I think they may not be a match because everything's just going too well. I totally agree. Like, this is how they typically set up, like, a major breakup is by realizing, oh, shit, we haven't shown them, forcing us to get invested and then ripping our hearts out. Uh, so I have I have a great 
exchange between Shamoy and Maria on their date I want to share with you. Oh, totally. Uh, where Shamoy says, I got to see another side of you, you know? That wild side. Because it was in the wildlife. And Maria responds, <laughs> I'm really bad with words. <laughs> I love them. That's not a perfect match. Oh, God, what is? Uh, A a guy coming off his horse when you fall off yours, apparently. Oh, man, Um, coming on horses was a thing. So, during this whole time period, uh, Daniel decides to go on a makeshift date with Samantha by making a handmade, like, fishing pole, which is actually pretty impressive. I'm not convinced he made those. I don't know. I believe it. Something about him just, like, I don't know where he's from, but it wouldn't surprise me if the answer was Florida. (laughs) Like, I'm just saying. I thought the answer was going to be much more racist, so I'm tickled. No! I mean, he's white. You can't be racist against white people, Taylor. And we're back. And we're back. Um, also... Also, I love that MTV allowed us to get real deep in there into Samantha's musk kink. What? Which is sweat. Musk is another term. It's like the official kink term for sweat. When did this happen? Um, I'm sorry. Oh. The whole five oh, minutes so, uh, oh. where she talks about wanting to fucking dive into his, his sweat puddles. Yes. And, yes, I and, and, this oh, now. A quote from her that is... a. Uh, a fucking direct quote from him probably is, Hey, Samantha, look at my sweat pools. Which, by the way, if that's not the title of this fucking episode, I'm gonna scream. <laughs> hey, Samantha, look at my sweat pools. Oh, that's like, so disgusting. Uh, it's such a g- weird, like, whatever, everyone has their fetish. I'm just really glad that MTV was like, more, more, more. <laughs> I mean, they did montage it for us, so somebody was into it. Samantha! <laughs> oh, Christ. I honestly uh, wish we got to see more of the reasoning and, like, talking about the pics that was happening right before this sex fest. I have no idea. But, um, wait, the pics? So right before this happened, we got to see a bit of them, like, talking about who they were going to pick at the matchup ceremony oh. and why. I wish we got yeah. to see more of that. It's like, when you're watching Survivor for before they go to tribal council... We get to see some of those deliberations, and it doesn't ruin the surprise of the final event. They could do that for this. We could get to see some of their, like, I think it would make the, I guess what I'm trying to do is make the show less shitty, um, which is probably exactly what they're trying to avoid. Um, (laughs) So what's next? Um, uh, They return from the date, Terrence is back, and we talk about the truth booth. All right. I mean, specifically, who's going to go in? And to everyone's not surprise, it's Maria and Shamoy. I really hope they were a match going into it. Like, this is the first one I would, I feel like I was actually invested in. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I was already so upset. I was like, how fucking dare this show? Like, make them not a match. Like, garbage show, garbage people. Like, they got me fucking invested. And then it was a perfect match. I was honestly distracted about Maria saying, we have a 50-50 chance. Like, that's somehow how this works. Like, where did you get 50-50 from? Because either we are or we aren't. Exactly. 50, there's a 50-50 chance if, I'm a woman. It doesn't matter if 10 out of the 11 chances are no and one is yes. It's just 50-50. So, so just, just since we're keeping track... That's my first, that's not how this works at all, of the episode. That is. Um, I have a great thing, which is, at some point someone says, if that's, like, talking about Marie and Shamoy, if that's not love, I don't know what is. Uh-huh. But, like, isn't that the point of the show, that none of you really know what love is? Yep, I, that's that's literally the thing they make you repeat every once Well, I think it's figuratively the thing they make you repeat every once in a while. <laughs> oh, I hit my desk. Um... So then we have our perfect match party. Everyone's wild and everyone's getting super mad crunk. Um, Brett and Callie are hanging out in the hot tub and Callie's like, oh, I'm going to go get a refill is is the word she says verbatim. OK, well, but hold on. Before uh, this even happens, though, 
someone, I think it was Callie, yells, fate is fucking real. Oh, uh, yes. And again, fate is fucking real. That makes no sense. That is our second. That's not what this means at all of the evening. <laughs> well, no, because the fate button allowed us to vote for Maria and Shamoy. So fate brought them together. But the- Even though they had been dating long before the. But but it was the fate button. Yeah, even though the fate had nothing to do with the relationship, and also like there were plenty of other combinations y'all could like. Yeah, but but but, but without fate, Taylor, where would we be? We'd be fucking real. We'd be out in the hot tub with Brett and Callie getting horny on Uh, the match juice. Yes, and Callie says word for word, "I'm gonna go get a refill. Like I'll be right back." I think like I think she even throws in, "I'll be right back." Well, even let's let's stick to what we we know for verbatim. Which is, I'm gonna go get another. Um, and so she gets out, and then Brett is just waiting there awkwardly, and he keeps looking towards the door. And it's like, where's Callie? And so he goes inside, and oh, goodness gracious, things just explode so fast. He's really, really drunk, though. Oh, he is really drunk. Like, um, he's so Callie... Re- he is irresponsibly drunk at that point. So Callie is on the couch with Zach, and Zach is talking, and Callie just looks bored, honestly. She does. She looks like someone pushed her on the couch and was like, oh, listen to him, until he finishes, like, whatever story. And she's just, like, fucking, like, Rapunzel up in her tower, waiting for to, to just, like, an escape. Um, and... So this is great, and you'll appreciate this, because uh-huh. one of the main points of their fight is she... Oh, fuck. You'll appreciate this. Because one of the main points of their fight is she continuously calls him Zach. Uh-huh. The very first note I wrote is, Zach looks drunk as fuck, and why is he yelling at Callie? Like, <laughs> I was like, mm. I was like, fuck me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, I was like, it's so... I was like, I guess because everyone was saying Zach name so much that I like erased brett from my mind <laughs> i mean brett and zach seem so they look kind of similar brett hasn't really had much of an appearance so you just assume it's zach and every time this season i've been pissed at someone it's been zach yeah like a guy like i'm just so like zoned in at yelling at zach that i'm like zach when i'm yelling at brett but we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves here though so so brett comes up to <gasps> callie and is really drunk and just sort of oh my God. flips out like he just Oh my god. He he's not so making a lot of sense, but like it's very clear what he's intending. Uh well, Zach and- just comes everywhere. Uh, well, it's it's so funny cuz cuz fucking Brett walks over and he's like, "Oh, you fucking love this drama, don't you?" And Zach truly does look confused for about a second of like, "What drama?" And then Brett just fucking goes in on Zach, which again is weird. Um, and Callie keeps on being like, it's not like, it's not like we were just talking. And he keeps on being like, you're not a part of this, which is like, <laughs> no, she's the only other person who's a part of this. This is entirely between you and her. Zach has done, again, as much as I hate him, nothing wrong. And that's the worst thing is that all the major shit. He catches for nothing, in spite of all of the real, actual, terrible things he does. But also, Uh, here's the thing. Brett, whoops, here's the thing. Brett, if he just, like, he made an assumption when he saw Zach talking to Callie, uh which is it was like every other time Zach probably sits down with a girl drunk that he's trying to pick her up and being a shitbag and assumes that Callie's going along with it. That said, if he only made that assumption and, like, the next day talked that, like, talked at her about it, or even that night was not... Violently drunk? (laughs) Yeah, not at, like, a thousand about it. I think we'd be having a very different... Like, the initial assumption, while an incorrect assumption, I understand, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Um, and... So, uh, and Brett, of course, is like, you said you were going to, like, uh, which he got it so wrong. He was like, you told me to go meet you in the hot tub. It's like, no, both of you were already in the hot tub. And then she left to get a refill. And then she did fail to come back. I'll give you that much. But, like, you're remembering zero percent of the uh, tonight's events in correct order. And I think that really sums up the fight. Like, it's just so stupid. 
They're both uh, too uh, drunk uh, to have a good fight. Like it's incoherent what is going on. Um, it really made me upset with Brett. It really disappointed me and him. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, another great part is when Brett is yelling at Callan. He goes, "I'm not yelling at you." Yep, I also well, wrote that one down. That's a great full one. on yelling at him. And Callie's also super drunk. And Callie does not get a full fucking sentence out the entire time. It's like, still pretty sh- bad that she keeps calling him Zach, though. Like, that's a rough right? one. I know. <laughs> She's so drunk. And I like that no one says anything until one of the like less drunk people goes, Honey, his name's Brett, not Zach. Mm-hmm. And she goes, What? She goes, You've been calling him Zach. And she goes, Oh, sorry. Uh, Z- Brett. Uh-huh. <laughs> um... And I just, Callie's, like, whole thing of just, like, I, I like that she was just full on, like, if you do this, like, we're done. Like, if you do what you are about to do, which is to fucking come at me and, like, not give me my fucking space and overreact and shit, like, I'm gonna be done with you. Oh, totally. And I don't want to get like, ahead of was... ourselves, but Callie came away from this episode looking great, as far as I'm concerned. Oh. I love Callie. Yeah. I've always loved Callie, but I mean, I've always liked Callie, but like, like she's at such a clear fucking boundary and she has this weird maturity that some of the other people on the show don't like, and even in her immaturity, she has a, she has a very certain kind of maturity. I totally, she has a lot of self-respect. I totally agree. And I've always like, I thought Callie was cute for the longest time, but she's giving me the chance now to actually like her. Yeah. Um, also, I like that Brett accuses her of overreacting, but it's like, um, who was yelling at the other person the entire time? Like, I don't think you're going to accuse her of overreacting. Yeah. So they break up that evening, and I questioned, honestly, if either of them would even remember that they broke up, if not reminded by someone. Because they were just so drunk, like... It was such a bad like, fight oh, in the sense of it was. it was not coherent enough to even be enjoyable to watch. Like it was just it was a drunken mess. They might as well um, have been like, I don't know. Fuck it. Tell me what happened. So I think it's the next day, but I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Brett um, wakes up and thinks he over or sorry, they overreacted. Oh, yeah, totally. <laughs> um. But so then we get more on the plot line of Tevin, Kenya, Lewis, and Asia. Yeah. Which is, I like that Kenya's like, Tevin, why did you tell? Or like, no, Tevin fully owns up to it too. He's just like, I'm so sorry I told her I thought she already knew. Like, you guys are best friends. I assume you told each other stuff. Like, he so preemptively goes in apologizing and I love it. I like Tevin. He's fun. He seems um, He seems relatively harmless as far as things go, you know? And again, oh yes, I agree. Sorry, I was just so ready to move on to my next thing, which is to bitch about Kenya, because my least favorite thing about her, like she's fine most of the time. She's entertaining. She's makes for good TV. Um, but my biggest issue with her is her entire lack of responsibility or accountability. Like she's like, I did nothing wrong. Like blah 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 blah. Like yeah, no, what you did wrong was to not tell Asia. Like, that was what you did wrong. Honestly, this was just another lame fight. Like, I, I, well, okay. I'll give them, I think it's hilarious that Asia's an angry crier. Like, that's really good. Oh, I enjoyed I that a lot. feel so bad. I'm an angry crier, too. And I so fucking felt bad for her. Because there's this thing of, like, yeah, I'm so angry. And, like, people are like, oh, don't be sad. Like, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't mean to. Like, and it's like, no, fuck you. Yeah, it's got to be tough to be an angry crier, honestly. Like, you're trying to be mad. And it's just, it makes it harder to, to get that across. Oh, and the more you cry, the more people don't take you seriously, and the angrier you get. Yeah, and the more you cry, vicious cycle. Um, but besides, but so then, aside from that, though, I felt like this, it was just boring. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know, I had a stake in it just because I was so heavy on Asia's side. Especially because Asia then takes Lewis aside to talk to him privately, and Kenya fucking comes for Asia because... God forbid she be left out of any conversation or anyone say she's done something wrong. Like, 
I did very much enjoy how, like, on completely different pages Lewis and Asia were without either of them realizing for the longest time. Oh, we're like, I know. Asia that was thought so they were, sad. like, a couple bear almost. And Lewis mm-hmm. is like, yeah, I don't know. I think I got to talk to Asia. She seems like she's, I don't know, super, in, like, getting clingy or something. He just, like, she's describing a problem and it's not even registering on his level that there's an issue. Like, he's waiting for her to reach the point of her sentence still. Right. Um, oh. And also, Kenya makes this whole big thing of, like, I didn't know how you felt for Lewis, which is such bullshit. That is bullshit. Like, hey, even if she hasn't said anything, which I also don't believe that's true. I think Kenya has been in the fucking truth booth before with, no, fucking in the confessional with... uh. Asia while she's talked about Lewis, but I don't know that for 100%. So let's say that that's true, and Kenya had never been explicitly told, word for word, that Asia likes Lewis. Everything she'd done has shown that she likes Lewis. Sleeping next to him, making breakfast for him, like, hanging out exclusively with him. Like, it's such, like, for Lewis to not get it, like, that's one thing, because Lewis is dumb. Um... Yeah, like, and cause it's because he, he, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. Like, it's a different thing because he's on the other side. And so like, he's a part of every one of the situations. And so he is maybe seeing it differently in that moment, but to be an, another outsider looking in at that. And especially if it's your best friend, like, you know, that sort of shit, like she's either lying to herself, lying to us, or she's just a lot dumber than I thought she was. It's, it's just such a cop out. It's bullshit. I don't believe it. Yeah, uh, and like, and honestly, the reason why I'm not as mad at Lewis is because his a he gives a reasoning that's much better, and b he does fucking apologize. Like, I, I'm not gonna say it's the best apology in the world, but he's like, I thought we were on different, like, I thought we were on a different page in our relationship, and he even says something. He says, if I if I uh, if it was romantical, I think is the words uh-huh. he uses, but like he's like, if I had known what your feelings were for me. And if I had been there, like definitely this would have been a different thing. He, I just did not know. Like I thought we were at a different place. You know, as soon as he realized that he actually like hurt her feelings, he felt bad about it. Like, and he felt, and he did something to fucking make it up. He apologized. (sighs) Whereas Asia, whereas Kenya just got pissed off that how dare someone say she did something wrong. So then we go to the matchup ceremony, and holy shit, it's a normal episode, finally. I know, it's Guy's Choice. Um, uh, I'm just gonna do as we normally do. Yep. Uh, Lewis and Asia, All very right. first off. Alright. Which, of course, okay, A, he had to pick her, because there would have been drama. B, who else is he gonna match with? And C, he says something that I really like. Well, I don't know, I have very mixed feelings on. What's that? Which is, she holds herself to a certain level of respect, so I'm gonna respect her. Which, when I when he first said it, I was like, oh, I was like, that's really cool. Like, you know, like, she she demands respect, I'm gonna give it to her. But then, when I thought about it, I'm like, well, so does that mean if someone doesn't hold themselves to respect, you're not gonna respect them? But then my third thought was, well, that's also kind of true. If someone doesn't, I don't know, it's weird. I have mixed feelings about the quote, but I like it, but I don't it was my first <laughs> interaction i don't really think he meant that much by it no me neither but uh, i just i i got thinking about like the fucking semantics of it what i took away from this matchup honestly was that tj was maybe for the first time like actually direct about what he knew about these people and it worked like he just asked lewis a question about something that happened and lewis answered like it was brilliant yeah uh do that more (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i agree also sam throws some shade out of nowhere at asia for liking lewis oh right sam, sam's such a bitch i love her she's such a bitch but she's with the oh. nail is how i typo daniel oh the nail the, the kiss villain smooch villain yeah the smooch villain okay uh cam and kayla tevin and kenya Daniel and Samantha, um, which again, we hear another thing from Samantha, which makes me so fucking angry, 
which is she's like, I really like Daniel, but I'm not sure he's my match because there's not a struggle that comes along with this. It's not a challenge. Oh, if I liked her at all, yeah, I'd care. Oh, it's just, it's just like, you can so clearly see what's wrong with her perception of relationships, which I hope she says that out loud to someone because then maybe they can fix it. Right. Yeah. Um, and then, so then Brett steps up to the plate. Right. And... Oh God! So so te- so 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 TJ, uh, Terrence says like, "Oh, you know, like, what's up?" And Brett's like, "You know, me and Callie had a fight, but I think we're good." And Callie's like, "We're not good." Well, Callie had to break up with him again in front of everybody, and she was like, "I liked her. I don't think this is fair. I don't think I should have to talk about this in front of everyone." Yeah, no, like, she was very clearly kind of pissed at having to do that then and there. Because there was, like, no way out of it for her. She wasn't going to say yes and then break up with him as soon as they left. Um, And saying, like, she was, her hand was forced and that was super, like, I felt bad for her. It was so awkward. And Brett did the second thing that made me really dislike him, which is, he was like... It's like, I can't believe she's, like, this mad over something. Like, blah, blah, blah. Like, she's being super fucking... She's overreacting still. I'm like, you can't tell someone they're overreacting when they literally tell you what they're going to do before you have the fight and then stick to it after you've had the fight. Yeah. Like, she said, if you follow me, if you do this, we're done. And then he did it, and now he's pissed off because they're done. Well, and Callie also very clearly had, like, a prepared statement when she was breaking up with him. Like, she's chosen her words, and she was very precise. And it's not like the fight the night before where they sort of screamed at each other, we're over. And, you know, you can sort of walk away from that, like, okay, like, that's not going to stick. We were just overreacting. Like, this, this is pretty clear. Like, you don't get to, you don't get to disagree with this one, you know? Right. Um... And then he picks fucking Callie. And here's my thing. I'm going to, I might be unpopular, but I'm going to defend him. Because if he genuinely thinks they're a beam, he did the right thing. He just needs to verbalize that's why he picked her, if that's really why he did it. Like, if it was for strategy, make that clear. But it wasn't for strategy. It was because he did not, he, I don't believe it was for strategy. He made it clear that it was because he did not accept her dumping him. Which, by the way, is super fucking gross. You know what? Fair enough. You're right. Like, like literally, they ha- they have a fucking confirmed three matches. Already, they've had four couples, I think, choose to stay with the same matches. Like, they were not, they had no chance of winning this week already. And him picking her, all it did, I'm sure for her, was solidify the fact that he is what she fears in a boyfriend, which is someone who traps and controls her. Because that is explicitly what he did right now. Yeah, fair enough. Lewis looks fucking like, what the? Lewis looked how I fucking felt. <laughs> Just confusion and disgust. Oh, Lewis remains a great staple of this season, popping in when he's needed most. Oh, fuck. I forgot to say something about Lewis and Asia. Can I? I'm just going to say it now. Yeah. And then you can either edit it in or whatever. Um... Which is, so Lewis goes up and, you know, he has to pick between, or he has to pick who he's going to do. And the show fucking again tries to be like, oh, is he going to pick Asia? But they just had a fight and then made up, which, like, whatever. Or is he going to pick Lauren? And it, like, keeps on cutting to Lauren. (laughs) And it's like, no, they're not a perfect, like, no. Like, he just had a healthy conversation with a girl that he's been into for multiple weeks. Where the chick he watched fall off her horse and said, that's hot. Which is it going to be, folks? <laughs> okay. Uh, Andrew and Lauren. Thomas and Bria. Tomas and Bria. Kawasi and Jasmine. Mo and Nutsa. So, at this point, I agree with Trump, honestly. That people are coming up with some stupid fucking reasons for matching up tonight. Oh, I mean, of course, but, like, they weren't going to come up with good fucking reasons. I don't know. I feel, how many days has it been at this point? Like, you can, you gotta have at least a better reason than that for one or two people. Well, but, I mean, when you're, like, when you're going ninth, for example, 
Like, he had to choose between Nutsa, Morgan, and Maria. Well, no, he couldn't pick Maria. He had Nutsa or Morgan. If he's never talked to either, except for once he talked to one of them, then that's that's the that's the best choice. Alright, you know what? Fair enough. I guess, yeah, it can get down to the wire sometimes. Yeah. Um, and then Zack and Morgan, which honestly might be a match. Like, we never know. She was into him and still seems to be into him, which is wild. Yeah, who knows, whatever. I still think Sam might be a good project uh, for Zack or vice versa. Maybe. And then Shamoy and Maria, of course. Yep. Uh, which I was like, I hope they get a blackout because wouldn't that be fucking wild if they found out a perfect match and got a blackout in the same episode? That would be great. Uh, they got three beams. So during the matchup or during the light up ceremony, Terrence this time did this weird dance. I don't know if you noticed that they cut away from really quickly. (laughs) I didn't notice. If you are a gift maker, send it to us, please. It was like the it was Agreed. like the stereotypical leprechaun dance it like it was going to be where you sort of like hop back and forth from one foot to the other and wave your arms. I don't know. I'm not doing it justice. I mean, <laughs> you're not doing it at all. Really? So, they get the three matches and we are told by Terrence that instead of going back to the house and getting drunk and fucking, I guess <laughs> is what they normally do. Yeah. They are going to be going to dating rehab. In the Hawaiian hills, you've got my attention, are you the one? You've got my attention. I was like, honestly, this is the best thing that they've, like, if they got rid of challenges and just replaced it with, like, weekly therapy sessions, I would have approved of that. Oh, and specifically that they are doing the dating thing in place of going on a regular date, which will be interesting to see how, if they're going to do a truth booth, which if they don't, that's kind of fucked up and cheats them out of that. Um... Or if, like, it'll be like they can choose literally anyone. Yeah, I don't know. It'll be interesting. They've got my attention. They've got mine as well. And that's more than I can usually say at the end of these. Um, okay. So, do we want to do the maths bit? I've got only, like, a very little thing. Uh, sure. So we're going to introduce some of the math from this week. If you don't want to listen to it, just skip ahead a little bit. Okay. So, with the introduction of Maria and Shamoy as a perfect match, all that's really changed is we now have two standout couples who are most likely to be a match. Whereas everyone is somewhere between, like, 6 and 12%. Kenya and Tevin have a 41.9% chance. As do Cam and Kayla. Okay. And a much smaller, more insignificant one, but still kind of weird that it stands out, is Lauren and Andrew also have an increased chance of being a match. Out of curiosity, does it say what the odds of uh, what's-his-face and what's-her-face being a perfect match before going into the booth? Uh, no, it doesn't. But I can look at last week, so yes, it does. Um, last week... Fuck, what are their names? Maria. Maria and Shamoy. Oh, yeah. They have the highest percent chance at 47.6% chance. So funny enough, it was almost 50-50. I mean, it was, but only because of all the stuff that got eliminated. Yeah, no, she had no Um, way to know that. So, and and after the three beams we got tonight, there are only 37,681 possible combinations left. Say that again? Only. The 37,681 possible different match combinations remain. So they got a little ways to go. Yeah. Although, I mean, if you consider as of last week, they started off the episode with having over 2 million. Yeah, I mean, it's, I imagine, more or less an exponential decline. But still, they've got a ways to go. All right, we're done with the math. I thought I'd sing it so you could find it easier. So do whatever you're going to do. Give them our Oh, yeah, I guess the show's just over. Maybe you should have sung that. All right, we've made it through another episode of the Boom Boom Room. Thank you all for listening. Um, 
As always, feel free to write us in at tbbrpodcast at gmail.com. Send us things, and we'll talk about it on the show, maybe. Probably. We don't get a lot of emails. Um, that's all I've got, so I'm going to turn it over to Aubrey in the studio. Uh, Aubrey, what is the moral of this week? Well, as I seem to always come away with from the show... I have two morals, one from each of the major plot lines. Huzzah. The first being, if you suck the dick of the person your best friend likes, just tell them. (laughs) Which I suppose can be simplified down into don't keep secrets. They don't help. Oh, no. Right? See how I simplified that down to an everyday scenario? Although, I don't know, for some people sucking your best friend's preferred dick? I don't know how to say that. Well, crushes dick. Your best friend's crushes dick. What the fuck is a preferred dick? I don't know, the dick they prefer. Uh, And then the second moral is that if someone breaks up with you, especially if they break up with you in public and on national television, do not then slap on some handcuffs and say, okay, but we're going to go on a date now. Well, I'm just saying, in general, if someone breaks up with you, you don't get to disagree with them. Like, you can have a conversation with them, you can you can ask if they're willing to talk about it, but you do not get to say, no, we're not broken up with. It's not a fucking, it doesn't have to be a mutual decision process. It's, it's a, it's, it's a one party can just do it kind of thing. It's a one party consent kind of state. Yeah, only one party has to consent to no longer being together and then you're not together (laughs) it's not like you guys it's like it's not divorce where you both have to sign the papers although even that has an option if one of the people won't sign the papers so really even in marriage it's a one person says it's over kind of situation 